Hey guys, can we have a quick chat before we start the show? Of course, Sheriff of Nadingham. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented getting your back scratched by a beautiful woman. Yeah, Sheriff Nadingham. Chatting with you is sweeter than gummy bear gumbo. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but you both need to strike down upon me with great vengeance and furious anger. Hush your words and don't talk anymore, Mr. Muscles. You're a symphony of heavenly music played by an orchestra of angels. Yeah, you symphonic choir of angels recorded live in God's amphitheater. We would never strike down upon thee. I know, but last week I was doing a puzzle during the intros and you could really hear me forcing the pieces together. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to record them all over again from scratch. So. Go ahead and open up your new scripts. And let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Ocean Kate, high queen of the seven seas. I ride a dolphin like a motorcycle and carry one of those big ocean forks everywhere I go. You mean to try it, Kate? No, Brent. You dry-ass dirt kisser. Called an ocean fork, man. And if you don't watch your mouth, I will fork you in the belly. As I was saying, I'm a cross between a mermaid and a wizard with a little bit of Olivia Newton-John mixed in there. Olivia Newton-John at the beginning of Grease or at the end of Grease? The end when she's smoking cigs and wearing a leather jacket. That's really cool. That's so cool. Tell me about it. Speaking of Greece, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I bought this sandwich at Subway. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't really look like it's from Subway. No, it is. I bought this with my own money at the famous sandwich restaurant, Subway. But it's wrapped in clear plastic wrap. They don't do that at Subway. They do at the Subway in Nova Scotia City. But the bread is square. (laughs) They don't have square bread at Subway. They only sell long breads. No, Subway sells square bread sandwiches if you order off the secret menu. This is a really weird thing to lie about, Brent. Is everything okay at home? I'm not lying. I'm a very wealthy man who can afford to eat at Subway. That's where I bought this PB&J sandwich. Prepared on square bread and wrapped in clear plastic. Okay, Brent, neither of us believe you, but we also don't have time or energy to fight you on this. That's basically the same as being right. Okay, and I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we do a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club. And there's a little secret in the name of our show. And that's Friends Comes Before Movie Club. So I got to ask my two friends. How are we doing? Well, the seas are <laughs> calm over here, my last. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> For the context, people should know that Kate's 
dressed exactly like a longshoreman today. And I brought it up because I knew that I did. And I still think I look cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look fantastic. And you also look like you're representing your country on a ship. I've never been more patriotic in the winter. <laughs> it's uh, You are like the Navy, the Army, the Air Force all combined into one. Thank you. Uh, my update this week is not a good week for Eddie. Not a good week for Eddie? Yeah, he's not being the most behaved little guy. Um, I went to work uh, Wednesday, and I came home, and he ate the bottom out of the of a plastic pepper shaker that we had. Huh. And there was pepper everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Clark looked very stressed, because Clark doesn't like that. Doesn't like bad things happening. Yeah, because he knows he's going to get roped in. He's a good boy. Yeah, and Clark was very, very distressed looking because he couldn't really go anywhere in the living room where there was no pepper and he looked worried sneeze city gonna sneeze so much and then there was throw up on the couch (gasps) Um, yeah because he had so much pepper there was no pepper in the throw up though Mm. this was pre-pepper or the they sniffed the pepper and it made them throw up yeah yeah that's so i just cleaned the couch covers that's why you have couch covers so the next day i go to work and i come home and I stopped at the grocery store, bought some things, and one of those items was panko breadcrumbs. Mm. I left, I came home, and Eddie ate the side out of the panko breadcrumb container, and there was breadcrumbs everywhere. How is he getting to all these things? He's a little guy, and he jumps up on the, the chair onto the uh, to a table, and then jumps up on the kitchen counter. American Ninja Warrior dog. My, yeah. <laughs> It's exactly like, yeah, American Gladiator, American Ninja Warrior, MXC, that kind of situation. And it's my fault for leaving it out, but it's his fault for being a dickhead too, right? Yeah, 100%. So he knows when you're leaving. Like, he knows when he's alone and he can do those things. Or does he do that while you're there? No, he doesn't do that while I'm here. Well, I mean, do you ever see him up on the counter while you're him. I've seen him on the table, not on the counter. And I tell him no. And he gets down. You might need to call the police. Mm-hmm. No. It's his fault for being a dickhead, but it's also, I feel guilty because I set him up. You know, he can't control himself. He doesn't know a thing Don't about the world. Don't blame the victim. Who's the victim? You are. Because of the pepper? And the panko. Yes. And the, and the throw up on the couch. Well, that's not their fault. They threw up. Well, it, who's, yes, it is. Whose I mean, responsibility yeah. was that? It's well, it's your pep- fault. You threw up on Wednesday. Absolutely. Yes. Mm, I don't know about that. I take responsibility mm. for my vomitus. I don't think I don't like that word vomitus. It's not my fault. But I that but it's I take responsibility. Who okay. else Either, responsibility would it be? I don't know. Either way, it's not it's I said I let him I I tempted him too much and I left it out for him and it's I know I'm being a bad dog owner, but we crossed this bridge before. They're not going to be around forever. They got to live their lives. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've covered your theory of dogs. You're a lover. I'm a dog lover. If they want to eat pepper and get sick and throw up on my couch, then maybe I should start putting the pepper away. That's all my update is. How about you, Kate? Um, I continue to enjoy not drinking. And I was very productive today. And things are going well. Things are going very well for me. And I applied for a uh, mental health conference to uh, present all of the stuff I'm doing and my research. 
So I'm hoping that they choose me because if not, they're dead to me. Mm. Yeah. If they say no to you, their physical health is going to decline precipitously. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Drop the fucking bomb on them. Yeah. Bobby Katenheimer. But I don't think that's the way. <laughs> sure. That's right. I was trying to think of a finisher with uh, with Oppenheimer in it. Like Katenheimer is about as good as you're going to get there. Katenheimer. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I sound like, a, is it German? Is he German? Where is he from? What's Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer is a very famous American. Yeah, he's from the all U.S. of A. I you know guys. who Oppenheimer is, but who Doesn't the sound last it. name? Oppenheimer is not like, it's not a British last name. No, that's true. It's definitely like Oppenheimer. Yeah, or something. Anyway. Oppenheimer origin. How are you, Nate Dog? Um, I'm doing great. I uh, You're working out. I worked out every You're day buff. this week. I'm the strongest man on the earth. I'm probably one of the top athletes on the earth, top 10 for sure now. Uh, and I'll keep working my way up towards number one as the year progresses. I want you to take before and after photos. And in the after photos, you like cut your hair and like your beard and you look like a totally different person. And they're like, yeah. this is a fake before and after. Yeah. You want it to be real, but for it to look fake. Exactly. That's what I want for you. Uh, I also would like to report that uh, somebody inspired me when I was at the grocery store the other day, and I bought myself some chocolate milk, and I got to say that shit, <laughs> ooh, it hits. Ooh, it hits. <laughs> a fucking classic. Woo! Just an absolute classic. I've been, I've been doling it out. amazing? You know what? I, I really do. I've been uh, very responsible <laughs> with it. You know, I'm pouring it in like a rocks glass, you know, like it is a serious, Absolutely. serious liquid to be approached. No, you don't drink it out of a plastic glass. You get real glass and yeah. you're drinking chocolate milk. And uh, that's been, that's been really working for me. This is one of those things where I talk about, like, we talked about showering and getting clean and stuff about how you two just fascinate me. Um <laughs> Now we're on the, like, we've just discovered this magical elixir called chocolate milk. (laughs) And you guys have literally, we've we've talked about chocolate milk every episode of 2024. Yeah. And and we're, like, recommending it, and we're talking about it, and we're like, y'all should be on this train, this is delicious, you're all sleeping on chocolate milk. People know about chocolate milk. No, people know about it. I've been thinking about a segment, like, should we do chocolate milk reviews? You know, we talk about which brand yes. we're drinking. And, and and you're like, is this a more of a milk, milky milk or a chocolatey chocolate milk? You yeah. Know. I'm 100% on board. The minute I heard Nate said he was inspired to purchase chocolate milk. You know, it's just chocolate milk. It's just, yeah. you don't get yeah. inspired. Yeah. No, yes, yeah, I do. did. I did. And it was funny because I was grocery. Sh- oh, yeah. My sister's home. I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys. My sister's come see, home. See, your sister got below billing yeah, over chocolate she milk. She got lower billing than chocolate milk. My sister came home to help us at the family business. So she's been staying here and we went grocery shopping. And the minute I pulled the chocolate milk out of the fridge, she went, Kate? I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my heart is a bursting. I'm so happy. Did and I she- think everyone should be inspired to try. It's- no. Use it, use it recreationally. This is not, no. this is not for your health. This is for your soul. Mm-hmm. Soul, <laughs> soul milk. Soul, let's call it soul milk from now on. Soul 
Absolutely. Listen to what we're doing. <laughs> this is not for your health. This is for your soul. It's chocolate Absolutely. milk. People know about it. Brent, you need to ask the question you were going to ask because I have an answer for you. Did Rachel talk about me? This morning, <laughs> while I was making my bagel, telling her I was about to go record, Rachel said, tell Brent I say hi. See? Aww. This is why mm-hmm. I ask. Mm-hmm. This is why I ask. <laughs> you tell Rachel I said hello and I hope her day is well. And she said, you don't have to say hi to Kate because she already follows me on Instagram and we're friends. So. Boom. Boom. Real friends. Real, real life. Friends. I, I think we're real friends, me and Rachel. Sure. That's okay. your, you have to ask Rachel for, if we're real friends next time you talk. Okay, to I'll ask Rachel if you're real friends. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we were in third grade. I love it. Exactly. If we're going to talk about chocolate milk like that, we might as well, we might as well talk Touché. like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, are, like, give her a note that says, are you real friends with Brent? And yes, no. And she has to circle one. That's what we'll do. Okay. Yeah. I always circled the or. <laughs> or. Just to be an damn, asshole. Damn. Damn. <laughs> nice. Cold blooded. Real nice. Let's talk about the movie we watched. I think that's a great idea. Uh, what movie did we watch this week, Brent? We we watched the uh, movie Castaway, which was uh, the audience pick that we picked from the all their suggestions. It uh, I forget what year, but it stars Tom Hanks and a volleyball, and it was uh, it was it was interesting. So, Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened in Castaway? Castaway stars Thomas Hanks as the upper management of FedEx named Chuck. And Chuck is uh, in love with, uh, what's his lady's name? Rachel? No. Kelly. Kelly, that's right. Okay, so uh, they he's very busy at work. He's focused on time. Um, and he proposes to her before he takes off on a FedEx plane uh, to fix some kind of issue. Uh, They're over the Pacific and the plane goes down and he survives and washes up on a deserted island. Um, He has several packages with them that have different things that could or could not help him. Uh, He ends up being there for four years And uh, during that time, he gets a lot better at hunting and fire making. And uh, one of the items was a volleyball and he named him, uh, what's his name? Wilson. I always want to say, I know, I always want to say Spalding. Wilson. And then one day washing up on shore is the side of a of a porta potty, which he figures out he can use as a sail, because the reason he's never been able to sail away is because there's this big, what do you call that? Like wave draft, like a wake, thing. maybe wake, like a very large wake. Yes. Um, so he finally gets over that. He, he thinks all is lost, uh, but then a big tanker truck comes no, by and sees no, him. no, or not truck, a boat, a boat with this <laughs> cargo boat. Okay. <laughs> T-wheeler rolls up into the middle of the ocean. <laughs> the ocean, <laughs> the ocean tanker truck. Um, and so he is taken back, and he learns that everyone has buried, like literally, they've buried him, and uh, his Kelly has gotten married and has a child, and the end is very depressing. But 
also ends on a ambiguous note because he talks about how uh, life will always bring, there's always new things washing up on your shore until, I don't know. That's the, that's the film Castaway. Sorry, that was kind of laborious. No, that was no, it was good. It was nailed correct. it all. Yep. And um, uh, the fun, you got a funny tanker truck part in there. <laughs> do you guys want to uh, talk about your favorite parts? Sure do. I'm torn on this movie. Yeah. I I I kind of love it. I kind of love it. I didn't think I was I was watching it and is the middle act uh was really boring. But it was supposed to be, I think. And the ending was really great. Um and I realized that I always thought that it was called Castaway because he was on an island, you know? But it's not. I mean, if you think about it, it it's called Castaway because that's what they did in real life. They cast him away. They mm-hmm. killed him. And he was cast away. His whole life was cast away. He's a mm-hmm. castaway, not only on the island, but in life. Mm-hmm. That's where my my brain started like working big time. And I got excited then when I realized that's what it meant. And I don't think a lot of people do. See, now, Brent, and that's why you're not stupid for not liking Wes Anderson, because you are not a dumb dumb. I'm not. Yeah. I get things. I get things. I completely agree. I think that this is one of the most terrifying movies that's ever been made, and I could barely watch it at points. And <laughs> why? What was terrifying? <laughs> I just, oh my god! So the entire airplane crash is like one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah, I could hardly scary. watch it. I literally had my hands up in front of my face, and then it's just a horror film, like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this could very easily be a horror film to me. Um, Have Mm. you guys both seen this movie before? No. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, this was the first time I had seen this movie, for sure. Uh, I kept having all these moments. I had this realization when he first washed up on shore on the island because we've had lots of conversations on this podcast before where it was like oh yeah if i was stranded on everest i'd just give up like fuck this shit i'm not (laughs) if zombies came i'm just nah i'm not trying i'm just gonna mail it in guess what guys i'm an island guy i'm an island guy yeah (laughs) i'm an island Island boys yeah island boys that's us that's us (laughs) and i think I would thrive exactly mm-hmm. as much as Tom mm-hmm. Hanks thrived on the island, mm-hmm. even more actually, even more than Tom Hanks thrived on the island. Because as as the movie was progressing, I'm like, oh, it's just a video game. You gotta mm-hmm. first you get uh, the rocks, and then you break the rocks, and then you get some flint, and then you take mm-hmm. the flint and you make a knife. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do the you just do the upgrade uh, cycle. You start collecting coconuts, making little corks for them so you can store water in them. I'm like, oh, yeah, though, you just do tasks every day. I could do this. I could do quests every single day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be, I'd thrive here. Couldn't set it any better myself. You'd have a little deck off the cave. Oh. Like, you'd have built, <laughs> built like, a rocking chair. There'd be three <laughs> houses on the island. Like, my first shitty one, then my second one where I'm starting to figure out, and then, like, a ca- then an island mansion where it's, like, <laughs> I'm sliding down a tree and shit. Like, yeah. I got a vine. I think if Nate and I washed up on an island, it would, we'd be better off. <laughs> you might. 
it was really fun to watch him like go through the caveman progression of like trying to smash the coconut open and being like, okay, that doesn't work. And then trying to smash it with the rock and be like, not quite. And then like slowly just becoming a human being from being like basically an animal. I thought that was really interesting to watch. I thought it was a miracle that he wasn't sick and dead from infection. I have that Because he had so many injuries. He would have, in real life, he would have been died. He would have died from infection within a week. A lot of cuts. He he got a lot of cuts during this process. And he fucking hit his diseased tooth out of his mouth. Do you know, like, who, who, what man is this? Who can do that? I would have to do that, too. I would have to do that. I I can't be in my own home with a toothache. I couldn't imagine being on a deserted island with a toothache. I, I've I would, spent yeah. so much time trying to think of how I would do that because that's not how I would do it, but I would remove it, and I still haven't come up with a, a good answer. I was, like, imagining, you know, making a little tiny rope out of, like, his rope-making skills and, like, tying the tooth and then running, tying it to something and running as fast as I could away from it, but I don't think I could do it with the skate, man. You would pass out, too. No matter what way you did it, you'd p- pass out from pain. It would be fine. You guys could do it. Um, <laughs> there's lot, there was a lot of FedEx advertising. Well, they had, he had, the, FedEx was why he made this film. So this was all Thomas Hanks' idea. And it was because he read or saw something about FedEx and how they did these uh, cross-ocean flights multiple times a day. Um, so he was the one that gathered the writer and the director and the, like, it was all Tom Hanks. Yeah, but, like, I don't understand. I have a note that says FedEx emergency, question mark. Like, what happens where you have to leave Christmas dinner on a FedEx emergency? Well, I think that's what happens when you're in that weird middle management role. You know what I mean? Like, who else is managing these international shipping hubs like but if they're gonna have fedex emergencies and they have to have planes those um mass the oxygen mask that fell from the thing they looked exactly like the mask that bane wears mm. <laughs> all that and if i was on the plane and the pilot put one on me and i noticed it right away i would have to make a joke yeah i would have mine on and he would be trying to put his on i'd be like no they expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. And then he did die. And then he yeah, exactly. Sure. And then okay. that's a bad. That's I would be so mad if he washed up on my island. Now I got to deal with this fucking guy. Well, that's a very funny part because uh, he's like Tom Hanks is standing on the top of the mountain or whatever you'd call it, and he looks down and he sees the guy floating face down in the water and he runs all the way down to the shore and then he flips him over and he's surprised <laughs> that he's dead. I'm I like, know, I'm, right? I'm like, personally, I would have known the minute I see a guy floating upside down in the water, I know that guy's dead. That's just me though. <laughs> like, oh, there's a dead person. <laughs> would you guys pull a, pull the dead pilot in or just hope it like the ocean does its thing? No, I would pull it in. Oh, I couldn't. Th- I can- mm, yeah, it's tough. I got to deal with my own survival. I can't be wasting precious calories lugging this dead guy. I mean, I want like the belt and stuff. Exactly. He has shoes. He had all sorts of things. I would have taken his clothes off. Well, 
buried him naked. Why? To keep his clothes. Because fabrics. It's hard to find fabrics on an island. Do you want to wear dead guy's clothes? I'm not necessarily wearing them, but like I'm in that position. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll eat somebody too. I'm somebody who would absolutely. Mm. I thought about that. Like she should have ate him, but is the meat still good? Well, no, I feel like at that point you can't. Yeah, like, meat's yeah. not good anymore. You got to get them when they're fresh. Yeah, you got to get them when they're fresh. And then frozen. You got to flash, flash, flash frozen. Yeah, yeah, like peas. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's not a very well. Yeah, but he he wasn't a very good survival person. He had a golden opportunity to build a fire using the lens out of the flashlight, and he mm. didn't do that. This is where my Brent. brain works. See, that's smart because I was trying to figure out how's. I was like, there's got to be some glass somewhere, like washing up on shore or yeah. anything. And like, no, no glass in all the packages. Like, We got to just unscrew the top of that flashlight, direct mm-hmm. it onto some, um, I would have used the coconut fibers as my kindling. Sure. And some shavings from a tree. And then I would have directed the sunlight into the, sh- the, <laughs> the coconut hair until we have ignition. You're very confident. <laughs> you might have saved someone's life right now. I hope that anybody listens to this. If you end up on a deserted island and you have a little flashlight, use the lens. Yeah, you don't need the light. Like, come on. And the coconut hair. What are you going to do with the flashlight in the fucking, in the middle of nowhere for? Yeah. Batteries dying. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I would never have thought of that. And you know what? If I'm on an island and that starts a fire for me, I'm going to be like, hell yeah, Brent. Thank you, dude. I saved life. As you know, I feel good that I could possibly save the life today. I'll be on an island and I'll be like, I would have thought of this anyway, Brent. No, you wouldn't have. I'll think of you while I do it. I feel like when the dead body showed up, though, you got to smudge the island afterwards or something. Mm, Bad Mm. vibes. You got to burn some kind of plant. Mm. I think it goes to show what I really thought kind of the theme or whatever of the movie was this idea. Because his quote at the end of the movie about like things you just never know. What does he say? It's like wash up, what the, the tide wash up will on your shore. Bring in what the tide like will bring in. Yes, that's it. You never know what the tide will bring in. And I really love that idea. And I think that's a good metaphor for life. A positive, resilient thing to think. And did you know that we had the four movies for Tom Hanks month, we were 50% of seeing him pee? So much pee. We saw him pee in at least 50% of the movies. And I, you know what? happened to me when I saw that, I, I thought, oh, peeing in the ocean is smart. Like, I would have had a pee patch on the island, but that's dumb. <laughs> like a dog. Yeah, I don't need a patch. I should just go straight in, uh, like, you know, you just gotta the make water, a... Where yeah. the fish pee. Yeah, dilute it. I would have had a discussion with you if we were on the island together. I think we do have a pee patch to attract uh, animals to the pee patch, then we can kill them. Mm. Or does urine I don't think force animals urine away? attracts things. It has to be their urine, I think. Like yeah. if you put deer urine on You're you. Okay. You don't your put yeah, when people go hunting, they don't just piss on themselves. Well I would make <laughs> my own bathroom. I would want a private bathroom away from you guys. Would you dig a hole? Well, for sure. Absolutely. I, I don't know if I would dig a hole. I think I'd just let it lay. Like play it as it lies, like in golf. Just a whole open area <laughs> of feces. It's <laughs> <laughs> so unsanitary. It's or just go shit in the ocean. See, that's how we know oh. Tom Hanks is smarter because when the porta potty walls washed up, I'd have been like, finally, we can build a porta potty on the island <laughs> instead of thinking of making a sail. <laughs> I, I watched that part and it's like, I was really proud of myself when I 
came to the conclusion that Castaway meant life, and then the lens and the flashlight. I'm like, I could do this shit. And then <laughs> the porta potty thing came up, and I was like, he's going to use that on the. Sh-. He started using it on his raft, and it was down like a triangle tent thing. And I was like, oh, he's <laughs> going to use that for shelter and get yeah. out of the sun. And then he used it as a sail. I was like, mm, much better use of it. Yeah, smart guy. Mm-hmm. You brought this up, Kate. Uh, you know, that's what middle management does. And and the the truth while I was watching this movie is that like this movie is about how much middle management gets shit done. Like mm-hmm. he's just a get shit done kind of guy. And and uh management, upper management rightfully has a horrible reputation. Laziest, uh sons of mm-hmm. bitches ever. They get paid all this money, play golf, write emails, useless, useless. People who do the real work, that's the Hanks guys. And so that yep. served him well on the island because he didn't spend much time fucking around. He just was just like, okay, we got an issue and I'm a, I'm going to troubleshoot it. Absolutely. I had that note. I said, we need more passionate people about mundane jobs. Yep. <laughs> I agree. No, they keep the world. They literally <laughs> keep the world running. Like if it was just upper management and the low end employees like me, lazy motherfuckers, mm-hmm. we're all dead. We're all dead by now. Like, name a mundane job. Like, I'm in one. We're all in one. Kate gets some satisfaction from hers. So I'm not I guess in a mundane job No, at that's all. what I'm saying. Um, I'm in, but I'm passionate about it. So that's what we need. We need more passionate people about, like, that work at, like, fucking. And here's the thing. Not everybody's job needs to be their passion. Like, some, there's just work to be done that you should get paid for. And you should have other interests. Like, there's this false idea that work has to be some huge fulfilling aspect of our life when ultimately uh, life is what you make it. And who fucking cares if you deliver pizzas, if that's fine, you like listen to the radio and you make money doing it and can, you know, who cares? Like then you're an amazing podcaster or you're an amazing writer or artist like Nick or Nate, you're amazing. And you have, you work at a liquor store, but you're so talented. That's not your life. That's so nice. Thank you, Kate. Um, <laughs> she called you Nick, though, too. So That's I okay. Did. That's okay. It's, that's close. And she, you know, she loves him. So he's on her mind, you know. True. True. But, but Kate, not only, like, not only should we not uh, make people feel shitty for having normal jobs, but we should actually do the opposite because we'll literally all fucking die if people stop being like plumbers and working at the grocery store and driving trucks. And like our society has so little respect for all the most important things that take place to keep us alive and even give us the opportunity to sit around and think about like great uh, altruistic ideas. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But also, someone got to get the fucking uh, rice to the house, man. Someone's got to get the packages over the ocean. Like, absolutely, we got to respect these guys. We got to respect all each other for how. Because I think that's the other thing about this movie is it makes you appreciate truly how incredible life is, even at the like lower ends of what in our society we think of as life. Like, I don't make any money. I'm so broke. But, man, I just woke up and ate a delicious bagel and drank some chocolate milk and I got a nice warm yeah. cup of coffee. Like, we're t- <laughs> life is so we're fucking fine. sweet, man. It's so Hell good yeah. if you have perspective. I completely agree, 100%. Um, the whole time you guys are having this inspiring discussion, 
I'm staring at my next note that says never disrespect the sea. <laughs> well, you can't. You can't. I know. You can't. Well, he came out and that, he made a little boat out of the, the lifeboat. It was like a little donut circle thing. It was, he had a kneel in it. And he, uh, I was like, I, as he was pet paddling, I said out loud to myself, pathetic. Uh, <laughs> paddle your ass back in and yeah. never disrespect the Waste sea like that time. again. Yeah. Never disrespect the sea like that again. You'll get what's coming. No, then the ocean could get that shit out of here and does the Sean or does the Matumbo finger wag at it. No, come back when you got a porta potty. Uh, but he did go crazy before his beard came in, which is not good. Crazy before the beard. Yeah, he started talking to that volleyball and he uh, was drawing pictures of his uh, fiance on the wall before he still had a five o'clock shadow. It was like day three. Give <laughs> yeah, give it some time to go crazy. Let the sun burn your brain, you know, get let hunger set in. Then you start doing, it'll get, you need a good shag before you start going crazy and talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think, it, did you, were you surprised also that his hair was so blonde? I was pretty surprised. No, the sun does. The sun does that. I know, but I just didn't think of it. That's a good point. And also curly. Like, I just would not have thought that that is how uh, Tom Hanks' hair would grow out. And that was his real hair. Like, Was it? Yeah. They they waited. They had they shot for two months. When he gained 50 pounds. They shot for two months. And then they didn't shoot again for a year. And in that year, he became skinny and grew his hair and beard out. And so that was a year's worth. Wow. I didn't know that. I just thought they slapped a wig on him. There's a reason why we dedicated a whole month to to Tom Hanks, and it's on display in this because not only does he have to carry literally 30 or three quarters of the movie uh, alone talking to a volleyball, but the one moment that really got me is when he gets over the last big wave and he's looking back on the island and he looks so like, happy and scared and mm-hmm. hopeful and worried like all at once without saying anything you're like this motherfucker he's good at this job this guy is a good actor man <laughs> absolutely um that speaking of that scene when wilson fell out and floated away it was probably the saddest moment recorded on film it's <laughs> Heart. It was so He was apologizing. Sad. And that yes. was what was so sweet. He just kept saying, I'm so sorry, Wilson. It was so sad. I was like, I was upset watching it. I was like, what the fuck, man? It's a volleyball, but I'm so sad about it. I'm telling you, there is an edit of this film that is a horror film. And that's part of it. You know what really bothered me? When he first washed up on the island, he had that big, thick Christmas heavy sweater on and it was soaking wet. And on the heat of the island, oh, I would probably kill myself right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he left it on for a lot longer than I personally would have. Oh, this, and another thing I want a little debate, and I'd probably, this is probably going to spark some controversy. Is Helen Hunt's character the villain in this movie? Well, I think you think every woman is a villain no, of the see, movie. That seems no, to be a narrative that no, you started not. for yourself. Name one other movie. I thought the woman was a villain. Uh, the last one, Big. You said she was the office hussy that ate with a man eater. Was she not? John Hurd said uh, he, he listed all the men in the office she slept with. I understand. I'm also just stating that I think that you have a bias. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the Helen Hunt thing, because there's definitely part of me that's like, 
he's dead. Like in her nope. mind, he is dead. Absolutely. No, nope. uh, Gilligan's Island existed. Yeah, you, you, like the, you, you, there's a part of you that that's like, uh, I hope. But then after like a year, you're like, uh, Mama needs her cookie. It's been four years. Like, what, what do you want? Whoa, 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 whoa! Back it up, back it up. See, Mama needs her cookie. Like sex? Is that what it was? Is that what you mean? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, it can mean whatever you. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to be in mourning and grief for four years? Like, let a woman live. Like, geez. Mama needs her cookie. <laughs> it's a common saying. There's a part of me that understands her. And then there's also a part of me that's like, damn, people will just like, people can move on so fast. Like, they just. People oh will cast you away. People oh will cast you, cast you away. But no, you Kate, it's more. It's Kate, Kate, Kate. If she waited four years and then started dating and then got married in the fifth year and then had a kid on the sixth year, I'd be like, okay. But she probably started dating in like year two. I'm like, two years? That's it? I you, think you guys you love are your showing life? your male privilege. I think you're showing your male privilege because she was in prime childbearing years. And if mm. you want to be a mother, you mm. have to get in where it's good when you can. Now, can I give my side to say mm-hmm. why she didn't Is really give evil? a fuck about Tom Hanks? Okay. Not evil. I shouldn't have said evil. But you she didn't villain. really villain. Eh, sometimes villains are good. But let's think about it. In the movie, multiple times she told him after he came back that she'd never believed that he died. She knew he was out there. She had a whole room and table dedicated to finding him. Right? I think she got that out. Yeah, I think she got it out of the was... attic. She had a box of that stuff and she got it out. So, but she still had it. Yeah, she kept. Of the course, box. she has. She, of yeah. course, she has to get. She can't have it out in the dining room with her new husband there because he's going to say, "Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You're not Magellan. You're not a cartographer. Put it all away." <laughs> it, she would have a diagnosable mental illness if she had not moved on mm. from him. Mm. But just a little she, fast. It's just a little fast. That's all I'm saying. So I you know, completely let's, disagree. Let's get to the timeline. She said she never ever. Thought he was the dead. She knew he was out there. So four years he was missing. She had a baby that was what? At least two. Two? Mm-hmm. She had a two-year-old? Two. I was gonna say six months. That baby was two. Let's say between it one and like two. It. Let's so say between two one years, and two. So, yeah. so okay, so we have four saying, years he's gone. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's think about it. four years he was gone. Two years with the baby. So right there, that takes it down to two. It mm-hmm. takes nine months to grow a baby. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. another year. We're at like one year. She's, she's getting engaged after like, so one year she went from you're assuming that she, like this was a normal, you know, what probably happened is she was in grief and here comes hot Chris North, the fucking uh, dental guy. It's North. And they have, they go on a few dates. So, uh, one time they don't remember to have safe sex and then she gets knocked up and then she's like, well, I guess we're doing this. I think like I, that to me is more reasonable. I'm like, okay, it was an accident. She's ruining two men's lives. Well, (laughs) this, the ending of this movie, I did find really frustrating because of the, her running after his car and telling him you're the love of my life. I would have much rather, it would have made more sense to me for them to have the mom, exact kind of moment that they had where they're like, 
Tom Hanks is realizing that she's moved on. She has a family. There's no room for him anymore. She gives him back his car. They kind of have a moment together. Like, I love you. I love you too. He drives off. That's to me how it should have been. That's realistic of like, yeah, you're both sad. You're both dealing with it, but you're accepting the reality. It was her coming back and being like, no, you're the love of my life. But also I have to stay with my family. It's like, I found that really fucking annoying. Yes, I agree. Because if that's the love of your life, you need to be with the love of your life. Yes. Like, you're going to create pain either way because you're never truly going to be with Chris Noth if you've got this love of your life living out there and he's single. He's got, yeah. Andy's got all this FedEx money now. Yeah. Like, he's shredded. He's looking yeah. great. <laughs> In hindsight, it's great that she, she did not, that he's not with her because I think if we deduce, the math she waited maybe three to six weeks before she moved on <laughs> and now he's going to get so i bet much. she waited at least a year and a half no i we think we, have, we already proved that wrong with the math no we didn't yes no, we, we did didn't. math numbers don't lie i don't know why we're thinking numbers lie the numbers don't lie we should have just ended the episode right there. <laughs> the end. The numbers are live. Uh, there's there's like just one part that I want to talk about before I talk about the end, which I thought was a really powerful part of the movie that they ruined by over-explaining, which was he's making the raft, he's cutting down the little saplings or whatever to make rope, and he doesn't have enough rope. And then he's talking to Wilson and Wilson's like, or he's like, <laughs> I don't know how to say Wilson said something. No, Wilson, Wilson never says anything. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he like, did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wilson tells him like, yeah, you know where you got to get the rope. And so he climbs up to the mountain and the tree's broken and there's uh, a rope hanging from the tree. And it's obvious that he tried to hang himself. And I thought that was like so powerful how it's unspoken and it's just symbolic but then he goes back down and like explains it to wilson i thought that was like i understand why because most filmmakers don't trust the audience to literally put anything together but there was something really uh intense about not having to say that and just having to in your mind be like oh shit he must have gone up there and tried to hang himself and then the tree broke and oh no he had the wood and things so okay he must have tested and that broke the tree like i i wish they had just left that a little bit more uh not explained i thought that would have been better yeah but this is like they really want to lay it on and i was reading also uh that robert zemeckis said of course there was going to be a happy ending it's tom hanks it's like, you know, it's why is McDonald's so popular? It's because it's consistent and you can count on it. And so that's why Tom, like he compared McDonald's to Tom Hanks insofar as like consistency. Um, does anyone have any, any other notes? I don't. Nope. Do we have a quiz? Uh, a castaway quiz? Castaway quiz? We don't. Unfortunately, this week have a castaway quiz. <gasps> we don't? No. But we do have a survival quiz. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. (laughs) 
you guys taunted me on the last episode about how Kate would be the leader and Nate would be the consigliere or whatever, and I would probably just be fucking bloated face up in a cove somewhere, dead <laughs> due to infection. Face down. Face down. Face down, bee bites, uh, infection, dead. So we're going to see how well you guys would survive if you guys did have to survive. Okay. All right. Classic Brett rules, seven question, official castaway survival quiz. Starting off with an easy one just to like get your feet warm. Okay? Okay. What is the very first thing you should do if you find yourself in a survival situation? Should you get water? Should you get shelter? Should you start a fire? Should you secure food? Who's first? Um, Nate is first. This is hard. There's, I have two instincts. Um, That's all you can do when you're trying to survive, is go with your instincts. Go with the instincts. I mean, water is the most important things for humans. Uh, we can survive a long time without food, but not a lot very long without water. But also, uh, we'll die from exposure. So shelter is important. So it's got to be one of those two. I'm going to go, fuck. I'm going to go shelter. Shelter. The very first thing you should do if you're decided, if you're not decided, but if you find yourself in a situation (laughs) where you're by yourself, uh, is you have to make that shelter. You got to make that shelter. You have to. You have to make that shelter. That ties into this next question. Speaking there's, of. Speaking of shelter, um, there's a rule when it comes to survival. It's a number rule, and you should always follow it. Is that rule? So the rule uh, applies to um, food, water, and shelter. Is the rule called the two rule? The, the two 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 rule, the three 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 rule, the four 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 rule, or the five 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 rule. Um, I'm going with the three 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 rule. That's my instinct too, because uh, three is a magical number, so I'm going three. Yeah, it's not really a magical number, but you guys are both correct. Yes. <laughs> it's the three 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 rule. You can go three hours in the extreme conditions without shelter. Three days without food or water and three weeks without food. Mm-hmm. So three, three, three rule. That's another little thing. We are going to save so many goddamn lives. This I episode. agree. This is oh, great. Oh my God. This is just, yeah, I, I really did a good thing here. You did. Um, sometimes you got to eat some bugs, eat some insects when you're trying to survive. You don't want to, but sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. What is the rule you should follow when eating insects? Eating insects? Which ones should you avoid? Mm. Is the rule should you avoid the big ones? Should you avoid the ugly ones? Should you avoid the small ones? Or should you avoid the bright ones? Of all the insects that I know that we eat as humans, I can't think of any bright ones. So I'm gonna say avoid those bright insects. I was gonna say the same thing, so I also I agree. So you guys are not eating the butterflies. Okay. When you're eating insects, <laughs> which do you avoid? You, of course, you do not ingest any insect that is bright. Yes. Ooh. That's another correct answer for you both. Damn. We're surviving so well, Kate. I am telling you guys. I think we could do it. I do. Don't 
get ahead of yourself. Like, oh, we, we just got to make her her own poop and hole, and then we'll, well be yeah. okay, man. There's got to dig her a little hole. With a squatty potty. Like, I'm no. getting those knees up. <laughs> knees up. That's, and like a and bunch of leaves in the shape of a magazine so you can pretend to read. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking also that during it that we would have like a music time at, every, at the end of every day. Oh, like some drums. To, a little drum session. Absolutely. Oh, we would fuck off. We'd be so sunburnt and cranky. We would not be singing songs. Uh, and I would be. Cranky has to be over in Just his little Brent trying to sleep. <laughs> Oh, I'd be so, yeah, I'd be so mad. Um, There's question number four. Sometimes when you're lucky enough, you find some berries on your island. There's four berries I'm going to list. Which one of these berries have to be cooked or you're going to die? Okay. Okay. So you have, your choices are elderberries. Choke cherries, bilberries, silver buffalo berries. Damn. Which one of those berries do you have to cook before you ingest them? Uh, um, I think it's Kate. It's Is Nate. it my turn? Uh, no, Nate, Kate, Nate, Kate. Yeah, Kate. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing elderberries. You know what? We're on the exact same page, Kate. I'm going elderberries as well. If you are on a deserted island and you find a bush with some berries on it and they uh, are elderberries, you have to cook those bastards or you'll <gasps> die. God, I wouldn't know what they looked like. You guys are kind of impressing me. Loki, impressing me right now. Just a couple of survivors here. Question number five. So we're on our island, the three of us, and we're doing our thing and we're, we're got some choke cherries and we're eating some ugly bugs. We come across a situation where we see a part of land that has lush, lush vegetation and swarming insects. Mm. What would do? What would we deduce? What does that not deduce? Deduce? What does that indicate? Lush vegetation and swarming insects. That it's an area with a dead animal, an air uh, water source. The soil is fertile, or there was a recent fire. We come across lush vegetation and swarming insects. What do we know is over there? I think, from my mosquito knowledge, I'm going to say that's a source of water. I'm going to say water as well. Um, If we're going across and we see some lush vegetation and swarming insects, we can uh, deduce that that is the source of water. Boom! Holy shit. Look at us go. Look at us. Keep peacocking. What does that mean? Yeah, we're strutting oh, around. We're showing off. I like it. I like it. Mama wants her cookie and peacock, and I like yeah. the both of the thing. <laughs> I like it. All right. So sometimes when we don't, we can't get berries. We don't have any bugs to eat. We have to catch something. We have to make a snare, and we have mm-hmm. to loop that snare. How big should the loop be? Mm-hmm. Should it be the size of the animal's head? Double the size of the head? One and a half size of the animal's head or the width of an animal's body. Oh, my God. So we know we have a, a spot where we got some rabbits tramping through our camp. Kate's like, I'm going to build a snare. We're going to have some rabbit stew tonight. Mm-hmm. How big should Kate make that loop? Okay, so it's the size of the head, twice the size of the head, 
The size of the body and then something and else. One and a half the size of the head. Um, I'm going to say one and a half size of the head. <sighs> no, 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 no. I'm saying the size of the body. I I'm going with the the one and a half times the size of the head. Oh, I'm going. I I I I. You already submitted your answer. God damn. Um, you have to be able to get the head in there, to snare it, and the way to do that is make the loop one and a half size of the head. Damn it! <laughs> oh, you know what? Man. You know what? You got to trust your instincts on the island and you can't second guess yourself. And you did. And now look, you are face down in the cove, dead. Yeah, floating. <laughs> floating. I've never we been got so a floater. Never been so disappointed. You need this one. You need this one. Last okay. one. Who is going to survive the island? Right now it's Nate. Question number seven. Sometimes the elements kill you. Sometimes it's local wildlife. A big risk on a deserted island is snakes. No, not snakes, because <laughs> I guess they wouldn't get there. But if you're in a situation with a snake, how, what feature on a snake is used to determine if it's venomous? Mm. So, Nate, you would look at their tail, their tongue, their eyes, or their skin pattern. Hmm. Mm. That's hard. Um, I don't think tail's going to do much for you. Uh, I think I'm, you're faking. I'm going to go. Mm, I like the gamesmanship. <laughs> okay. I like it. I, I am stuck between two. No, I am stuck between two. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker's faking. I can tell too, Kate. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, I'm, mm, is it eyes or tongue? Is it eyes or tongue? I'm going to say tongue. Well, maybe he wasn't faking because I'm almost certain it's the pattern on their skin. So we have a, a tongue and a pattern on the skin. When you are face to face with those pesky snakes and you want to know if it's got a venom inside that's going to kill you, you look for the eyes. Gone forever. No. Kate, it was right there. It was right there. I was you so couldn't, confident. I thought, oh, I'm he dead. back and forth between I'm eyes, dead. and you could have just said to the opposite oh of him God. and tied it up. Why didn't I? I'm an idiot. I'm dead. I'm face you are down. Fucking Nate right now is going, shh, 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 shh. He's got your shoes on. He's using your. <laughs> he's using your belt. Belt-related activities. Yeah. He's got your whole sailor outfit. Whole sailor outfit. He's on. wearing my toque. Oh, yeah, he's warm scarf. as a... F- oh, Just okay. two can scarf, cool. nothing else. Using your glasses to clear fires. Oh, you're so dead, and you, you died because you didn't trust your gut, and you second-guessed yourself, and it's too late on an island. Snakes have diamond-shaped patterns in their eyes that are venomous. Non-venomous have round pupils. Oh, so, I'm oh, glad oh you actually God, explained that, because that. that might save some more lives. We're going to save so many some, lives this episode. Yeah. I hope so some if lives. they're... If they look scary, they're scary. But if they look round like a manga character. Yeah, yeah actually exactly. completely correct, Kate. If it's manga, you can hanga. If it's diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will send the emoji that I, this will, um, that will keep you alive. 
If the snake looks like this, that means don't be scared of it. There. So congratulations, uh, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad yeah, you survived. Um, the one with the least what to live for made it through, just like real life. Um, what does you guys Jeff <laughs> Probe say? Uh, what does Jeff Probe say at the end? When, the end, at the end is, at Survivor? The end of Survivor, yeah. I don't know. I've never watched it. Fire is... I forget. Oh, well. Either way, he's saying that to you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fires, there's a very famous fire in our world, and that's the Olympic fire. Would you guys like to hand out some gold medals? Yes. Yeah, I also want to give out the silver and the bronze, too. Though. Okay, I'll allow it. Bronze medals. Who did you guys give your bronze medal to? I'm giving my bronze medal to a powerful character, the ocean. I oh. think you could put put this on as a movie and not watch it, and it would be so relaxing, other than the plane crash. Like, I know I said it's a horror film, and I do believe that, but the sound of the ocean was persistent through, like, half of this movie, uh -huh. which was very relaxing, I noticed. So, ocean gets my bronze. Hmm. Uh, my bronze goes to uh, Helen Hunt for her character. Um, she seemed relatively sad that he came back. And I think her life is going to be hard forever. And I just, I enjoy, I just enjoy a Helen Hunt in general. A hundred percent. I, I so, gave my, uh, oh. no, go ahead. I'm done. I gave my bronze medal to Wilson, the volleyball. Uh, because I started to uh, relate to Wilson the volleyball, and that's a pretty pretty tough performance for a volleyball to make. Uh, Worked hard. He, he, yeah, he put it in, so I'm giving my uh, bronze medal to Wilson, but I'm going to also piggyback on what Brent said. I'm going to give my silver medal to Helen Hunt because I love to see a Helen Hunt. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know what happened to Helen Hunt. She was in every movie. She was in Twisters. She was in What Women Want. She was she was everywhere you could see in the late 90s, early 2000s. Where is Helen Hunt and why don't we get to watch her anymore? I completely agree. And that's why Helen Hunt also got my silver medal. And she's one of my favorite actresses. And someone in college told me that I sound... I sounded like Helen Hunt, which I don't think I do, but I took it as a very big compliment. My silver is also going to Wilson the volleyball. Um, I could see why Tom Hanks needed that companion, and I teared up when Wilson floated away. It's kind of funny because at first I'm like, I wouldn't be like this. I wouldn't be talking to a volleyball. But over the course of the movie, I was like, oh, wait, I would. Oh, no, wait, yeah. I would. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I, right away. I always try to befriend a fish. Not a fish, a uh, a bird. Mm. Yeah, you got, it's, you'd probably go crazy pretty fast. Mm -hmm. That's And that's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. They call it island fever for a reason. They do call it that. I just made that up too, so I know. <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to trademark that. Well, I have a feeling uh, we're all about to enjoy a delicious turkey sandwich with the Taylor sisters because I chose Tom Hanks <laughs> for my gold medal. I and did I too. He gets mine. What a guy! All this right? one. What, what a way to end Tom Hanks month with this movie. Oh, perfect Tom Hanks movie to end with. Because. 
it's we've seen him do it all. We've seen him be a little baby. We've seen him be an old drunk. We've seen him lovable. We've seen him mean. He even in this movie, he has an incredible ability to make someone who shouldn't be likable. And most actors, if they played him at the beginning of the movie, would have really leaned into him being kind of obnoxious. But it's Tom Hanks, so you like him still. You're like, actually, I would like this guy. I would respond to him as a boss. He makes sense as Helen Hunt's boyfriend and and in this family dynamic. Like, he's a charming, he's just, he can make the most unlikable guys likable, and that's a pretty amazing skill for an actor. What a guy. Who else can carry an entire movie? I mean, only the greatest of movie stars can, and he's one of our top dogs. Uh, would you guys like to give this movie a rating? Sure would. Sure would. What did you guys think about the script for this movie? We, we, we've had several criticisms, but we also all enjoyed the film. So I'm curious to see what you thought about the script. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it an eight because I didn't like it was FedEx heavy in the beginning and I didn't like uh, the Helen Hunt thing. I think the Helen Hunt, they should have been together. Or not at all. It's like pick one. Either she's totally moved on and it's over and you got to deal with that or true love wins in the end. Give me, give me one or the other. So yeah, I think I would have loved this film if they had sorted out that end a little bit more and the dog had been named Wilson. It would have been a 10, but instead it's a nine. Okay. Uh, the art direction for this movie. What did you think of the art direction for this movie? Um, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine as well. I felt like there was something missing on the island. That makes sense. I should have saw some more wildlife, I think. Yeah, I will say there's... It's it's a tricky one because the most of the movie takes place on a island, uh, so there's no sets or props or stuff like that. But um, I I did like how I liked Tom Hanks' beard hair loincloth combo. I liked uh, the Wilson prop that was really clever. So yeah, nine sounds exactly right to me. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting one. The music for this film. What did you guys think about the music for this film, which is basically non-existent for the entire time that he's on the island? It's all, almost only birdies and waves while he's on the island. I think that Mother Nature is always a banger. Mm-hmm. And so also the Academy Award, they got it got an Academy Award for music. Very surprising. Or it was... Then it didn't win, obviously. But um, so I'm gonna trust and give it a ten. Um, yeah, Mother Nature alone is a banger. Um, if you guys can hear noises, that's Eddie. <laughs> yeah. like a <laughs> Talk yeah, about Mother Nature. He's enjoying life right now. Um, he just yawned into the microphone. Good boy. Okay. Uh, all right, so go away. Um, go eat some pepper. Go. Um, he. <laughs> And all the other music was Elvis. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, listen, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to do the whole Peaky Blinders thing. Okay. Uh, 
but I feel like some music should have been on the island. I know why they didn't do it, but I would enjoy the movie better. I give it a nine. Okay. That's tricky. It's I am I'm struggling to give it a score here. I because I did not like when we watched No Country for Old Men, the silence was really like very noticeable in a very positive way. Uh, this one, I didn't realize there wasn't music until sort of afterwards when I was reading about the movie. Eh, and I didn't notice the music at all what was happening. So I'm going to go eight. I'm going to go eight. It's great atmosphere, but nothing, nothing crazy. Could you imagine during the montage of him like doing stuff on the island, Kokomo was playing? Instant 10, for my, in my opinion, but whatever. This is an American survival drama. An American survival drama. Yes, it is. As a survival drama film. This gets a 10. It's all of those things. And it's a very good film, even though I had a panic attack while watching it. <laughs> if you're looking f- for to watch a movie and you're like, I'm in the mood to watch an American survival drama, this is almost the movie for you. This would be a 10. If it, in fact, most of the movie took place in America, which it didn't. So I have to give it a nine. Oh, okay. Mm. But you know, the American part of the, the category comes from, from where the production is from. More that than doesn't the, matter. Okay. okay, okay but okay. I, I'm, if I hear American survival drama, I want the survival happening in America. Oh, okay. This was a, an island in the middle. Sorry, I hit my mic. I was getting a little worked up there about being questioned mm-hmm. about my scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets a nine because it's not an American. Sure, the production was done in America, but you know what? It was probably filmed in Canada. Get those cheap prices. Yeah. So let's call it let's on one of those Canadian, Canadian islands. Yeah, let's call it Canadian survival drama. So you know what? In fact, the interruption made me drop it at another point. It gets an oh, damn. eight. Damn. It's an eight because it's not American at all. It's oh a, my it's Lord. A, no, no. You know what? Oh, Let's no. think about it. The first oh, part's no. in Russia. I blame you for this. Yeah, it's Nate. my fault. No, it's my fault. The, the American part was a blink of an eye. They're, they're over they're over oceans halfway through the movie. Most of the movies on the island in the Pacific somewhere. There's the the, the maybe the no. You know what? Seven because it's not an America at all. Basically. <laughs> It was a, you have a cup of coffee in America. That's all it was. One season in the majors. That's, One that's season in the majors. Seven. Yeah, that's my fault. it's not an American. It's not an American survival drama. It's a global survival drama. It would have got a 10. It gets a seven. Okay. I hope this is a lesson to everybody. <laughs> um, the theme of this month is we give thanks for Tom Hanks. If you knew somebody who's a big Tom Hanks guy, they loved to watch a Tom Hanks movie, but they'd never seen Castaway. How much would you recommend this movie to them? I would recommend it a 10. Oh, it's a 10 up and down the board. Oh, 100%. This is a tour de force for Tom Hanks. Uh, we get cocky Hanks. We get scared Hanks. We get every kind of mean Hanks. We get every kind of Hanks you could ever want. It's infected tooth Hanks. Mm -hmm. He's one of our best. He's one of our best and brightest. That's a 10. Easy 10. I hope this does better than League of Their Own. Otherwise I'm I'm going to be angry at Brent. This gets a 45.6. I'm angry at Brent. Oh. Why? Why? How? 
I wasn't involved in the production of either movie. How are you angry at me? I stand by my comments. Because I picked League of Their Own? No, because you, uh, the, the seven. You gave it a seven instead of a 10, and that bumped it down. It probably could have done as good as League of Their Own. Because I think out of the four Tom Hanks movies, this was his the best one. This but, is not better than a League of Their Own. Okay. Well, then, this works out for you. Uh, now it's time for us to choose our theme for next month, and I believe it's my turn to choose. Sure is. I've, I've been looking forward to this all week. I've been excited to hear what the new theme is. Well, there's something special about this year. I don't know if you guys know. I do. But there's going to be an extra day in February this year. There's going to be a February 29th because this is a leap year. And in honor of the leap year, I would like to choose a category that's about leaping, jumping, throwing, running, catching. Our theme this month shall be in honor of February. February is for leaping. It's going to be sports movies this month on the North American Friends Movie Club. This is so excellent. I know my, it's so excellent. Awesome. Um, My film was uh, created in 1976 and stars one of the funniest actors of all time, Walter Matthau, I am choosing I the original Bad News Bears. The Bad oh, News Bears. I knew it. Oh my god! Awesome. I'm gonna love this month. There's so many to pick from. Oh you my got goodness! All the, you got all the choices in the world, folks. Oh, what a Do fun month! Do you want it to be fun? Do you want it to be sad? Sports has it all. Sports. We could do. It could be it, the Water Boy. That's a sports movie. Remember the Titans. That's also a sports movie. We could go anywhere, guys. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Bad you do Bears. Moneyball? Oh, I love Moneyball. Man, actually, I like a lot of different sports movies <laughs> now that we're saying these. <laughs> Moneyball is one of those like on TV, you come across it movies. For sure. and you're like, All right. Yeah. I'll watch Moneyball again. I'm Mr. Krabs right now where he's overwhelmed meme. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of all the choices I could pick. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, me feeling. right now. The whole room is spinning around me. It's kind of like seeing a beautiful woman. You don't know what to do with your hands. That's exactly every right. Week. This, I know. <laughs> I'm building up my tolerances every week. We do a podcast with you. Oh, 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 oh I got him, matey. That is the tea that <laughs> attracts like, the boys. <laughs> the log shoreman. <laughs> Captain Kate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kate. <laughs> uh, well, that means that's just, all that's left to do is say goodnight, Captain Kate. Goodnight, Captain Kate. You should just put a a big uh, ship horn in right now for me. (gasps) Good night, Kate. Walter Matthau taught the Bad News Bears everything he knew about baseball. To win, the Bears really need a miracle. Academy Award winner Tatum O'Neill is their miracle. Academy Award winner Walter Matthau is their coach. Together, they make it happen. The Bad News Bears. Rated PG. She thinks she's on the fucking starboard side with the boys. Fucking cracking jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't breathe.